Welcome back, episode 52 of the Pressure Point Podcast, and footy seems back to normal. Richmond back on the winner's list, Carlton, not so much, we'll get into that though, and I'm doing the intro today, something different, Marcus has handballed the reins over, what's your reasoning behind that, Marcus? Just flat, mate, just, uh, it's, uh, I've carried the team all year, so it's about time I, um, I dished it off to someone else. Well, happy to do that, mate, more yeah. than happy to do that, I've got the, uh, the confidence behind me at the moment when Richmond's on the winner's board, so... <laughs> More than happy to. All right. Well, um, <laughs> this is actually different. I'm a, usually <laughs> I'm like running with it. It feels weird not to start it off. But um, yeah, obviously a bit flat. I'm a bit flat. Um, but we'll start off with your boys. Well, to be honest with you, I was flat at the start of the or midway through the game. We're looking at the scores, 28 points down. I'm thinking, oh, geez. And, you know, we really needed to win this game on the weekend. We couldn't afford to lose. Things are already getting bad. Um, umpiring decisions in my eyes weren't going our way, and we'll, we'll touch on that. <laughs> but, um, just a lot of things weren't going our way. And then, you know, I don't think it's any surprise that there's a certain player on our team with a number four and tattoos all over him that decided, you know what, we're going to win today. Kicks four goals, 28 disposals, and single-handedly won us the game. And he just does it again and again and again. <laughs> He has to be the, the goat. He has yeah, to be. He, he's incredible. He's honestly incredible. Um, and he's not just doing it in a in a shit team as well. Like he's doing it in the best team and winning your flags and and everything. So that's what that's what separates him from the other great players is he's doing it in the best team and carrying you guys to yeah to, to finals, grand finals, and premierships. He just does it in the big moments. Yeah. I think from all, out of all the finals we've played recently, I think there was probably one game that he wasn't the main reason we won and that was I mentioned it before that was the 2019 prelim where I think Tom Lynch single-handedly won us that game but other than that I think Dusty's pretty much had a say in whether we won or lost all yep. those games and he just he does it in the big moments and some we were talking about it earlier and you know you guys go ah oh, you know when it's a close game surely you don't even stress because Dusty's on the ground I mean yep. I still do personally but he gives you that confidence that you go he's there he's going to make sure we win this game and yep. But the biggest thing for me I was happy with was Daniel Rioli kicking the sealer after yeah, the week good. he had. I tell you what, if he plays like that every week, I'll happily punch him in the face <laughs> once a week just to get him to play like that. He was, uh, yeah. I thought he was unreal. Yeah, it was very good. It was a great moment, wasn't it, for him to, to kick the winner. Um, but Dusty isn't just kicking goals and getting a lot of touches. He's dislocating goal umpire's shoulders. It's just a lesson, mate. Don't get in his way. It's, oh, that was... Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. He just cleaned him up and, like a steam train. And not just train. that, for the umpire to actually come off the ground and get replaced. I've never seen a goal umpire be replaced before. Mate, you should have seen the, the sub waiting coming up the race. He was sitting there. I could <laughs> see him. He was doing his prayers. He was thinking, this is my moment. This is my time. <laughs> I'm coming. Big, big I'm coming. as well. He was. He was. But I tell you what, yeah, the, the goal umpire, though, good on him. He dislocated his shoulder, apparently. Mm. And he still got up, he waited for them to make the decision and all that before he ran it. And he didn't seem like he was in pain at all when talking yeah. to the field umpire when he went to the decision. And I think the best part of that moment was that he obviously ended up being the umpire's call, that decision. Yep. And as he was coming off the bench and it had just been paid a goal, the whole half of the Marvel Stadium where I was all stood up and applauded him as he ran down the so race because they were just so stoked that he yeah. paid it a goal because it got us within three points. Mm. So it wasn't the, to get us the lead, but it got us right in the game again. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love it. Um... But yeah, great game of footy. I, I love that one. It was very enjoyable, and um, I mean the Giants are definitely definitely back to 
a good level of footy now, aren't they? Like oh. they've showed a good run of form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They had a few outs as well. Everyone's quick yeah. to point out that Richmond had some outs and no doubt we do, some really important ones as well. But not, um, North Melbourne, I was about to say. Um, but GWS <laughs> definitely have a few players missing as yeah. well. So for the effort they put in as well, they're, they're fantastic. They'll probably be a bit um, disappointed they blew a 28-point lead yeah. to an undermanned Tigers. Absolutely. But um, no, nah, they've definitely got some good things going their way and especially considering where they were at the beginning of yeah. the year and what we're all talking about them. Uh, the way we were all talking about them, sorry. So, yeah, they're, they're, they'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Jesse Hogan looked good as well. He did. He kicked he four. He had a real good purple kicked patch four. in that game. Yeah. 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 So, nah, he, um, he's, he's looking very good at the moment. He'll yeah. be uh, happy he's found some good form. Yeah. Are we? Uh, when are we listening to your grab from the weekend? Yeah. So, I've got a bit Is of a grab. Is this happening now? Yeah, yeah, it's happening now. I'm not proud of it. But um, so, during the game, there were some umpiring decisions that, I mean, I guess when, when it's close as well, everyone knows how your heart gets when you're, when you're a passionate football fan Game is on the line. Um, umpire just decides to pay a decision that probably isn't there. And look, they're going to make mistakes. I'm the first one to always say you can't blame the umpires. You can't blame the umpires. But I was blaming the umpires the other day, and there was a bit of footage that I will play. I'm not proud of it, but um, I'll just play it here for you. Yeah, there's a lot of um. That is pure passion. There's that a is. lot of bleeps there, so for the, you know, it's it's an. Ex- I know we're not we don't usually um put any ratings on this podcast, but it's probably a bit explicit for my liking. So there's a few bleeps there, but um, yeah, that's great. That's I'm not great. proud of those moments. I don't like doing that. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Especially the umpires as well. That's yeah. the th- I'm not like that. And yeah. it was funny because we just won the game at this point. You can hear at the beginning. I actually said yellow and black. So yeah, I was singing yeah. the song, and then I started going off. And the the funny thing was, I sent a Snapchat um to your sister actually, and. She messaged me back and said, that was horrible. And I ac- I'd accidentally hit save on Snapchat. And I'm glad I did because I went back and watched it. And I'm like, oh, that was awful. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> so not prou- not my proudest moment, but I thought it was uh, good content for the, uh, for the podcast. Serious, anyway. you, there's thing, the footy brings out crazy things in you when, you, when in you're in the moment. You're emotional, passionate, especially after, right after a game as well. Oh, absolutely. You can't control your emotions sometimes. Your, your blood's still boiling. Yeah. I had my two younger sisters with me as well. Like it wasn't the crowd to be around yeah. to start talking like that. And I'm not normally that type of person. For those that know me anyway, they would know that. But um, mm. yeah, nah, got it out of my system anyway. And uh, prob- or hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on from the Tigers. Yes, Michelle, we got it. Well, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about North Melbourne and Hawthorne. Um, before, we, before we get on to what we're going to talk about, North have their first win. Moth Melbourne. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not getting sucked into Moth this. Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, um, not North, mate. They looked great as Kanga, well. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. They were 30-odd points down and, and fought back and played some good footy. To, North to Melbourne fans would be very excited to see that. I know I've seen on social media, though, North fans have been upset with the club for posting so much about their first win. Get, they haven't won in like nearly a year. They're saying, oh, it's like we've won a final or something. It's like, but get around oh, it. it. You've got to enjoy these moments yeah. when they come. You're obviously a young, rebuilding club. Appreciate the wins when they come. Yeah. Why would you get upset that the club's getting around it? They're trying to promote it, and especially with the win that they had. Like yeah. you said, how many points down? You said they yeah, were thirty like points down. Yeah, take those wins, enjoy Absolutely. them, celebrate them. Because well, let's be real, they're probably not going to come around too often yeah. this, uh, this year. Exactly right. So, um, and they had a great circle after the game. Everyone, literally, the whole club was singing the song, which was great. Great scenes. Good on them. Um, you love to win. see that because yeah, you know, you know, like no one saw their next win coming, so we we didn't know who was who was going to be against and. They got it out of the way eight weeks in. Um, that's a massive relief for them. So good on them. Good on them. I'm happy for them. But someone I'm not happy for is uh, the person that we're going to get on the line tonight um, is a Hawthorne supporter. Um, and I know he's going to have some passionate things to say. So we'll get him on the line now. 
Another quick one. It's two weeks in a row. I know. Hello, boy. Benny. How are you, mate? How are you, Benny? Hey, boys. How we doing? I'm good. <laughs> oh, mate. We, uh, you're live on the Pressure Point podcast, and we are just talking about the North Melbourne Hawthorne game from the weekend, so... Give us your give us your thoughts on it. I know you I know you're pretty passionate about your Hawks. I uh, guess I was very frustrated actually. It was um, a tough game to watch, being that we were in front, and then we just let it go. It was quite uh, disheartening thing to watch. What, what are your thoughts on the Hawks so far this year? Obviously, you're a young side at the moment. Um, going through, I guess, a rebuild of, of sorts, um, if that's what you want to call it. But what are your thoughts on, the, on, on them so far this year? You, is it, are they about where you'd expect them to be or are you expecting a bit more out of them? I expected to at least have three wins on the board. Um, I, the young guys are getting a go, which is great. There's still a few more young blokes that uh, could be given a chance and given more of a sustained chance. Um Connor Downey being one of them, and Sid McGuinness, you know, they're great guys in the traps. Um, and they play hard, but they just haven't got the opportunity yet. Our list is, yeah, so-so. Our, um, there's a few guys that play in our premierships that uh, just don't have it anymore. Uh, if you want me to name names, I can. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> Liam Shields. Uh, Luke Bruce, uh, to name two. Um, there's also a couple of list cloggers. Uh, Marcus and I spoke about this last week. Uh, Tim O'Brien, um, James Cousins. There's another one I just don't understand. They keep giving him shots at it. Um, maybe even Harry Morrison, who uh, keeps getting shot but doesn't do anything. Um, it's quite frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine it is. Uh, but you've you've even got some. You still got some top line players. You know, you still got Tom Mitchell, um, you know, Jaeger, uh, Chad Wingard, players like that. Um, are, are, do you feel like you're getting enough output from those guys? And are they are they the, a big reason why you guys are, are sort of struggling a bit, or is it is it just you just an immature team? Is that is that what it comes down to? Oh, I, I think you're our on ballers uh, who are uh, our leaders at the same time aren't. Uh, fulfilling the bargain they're very soft in the midfield so yes Tom Mitchell gets a lot of the football but I've come to the point where I don't think he does anything with it um, Jager O'Meara looks like he's doing a lot but doesn't really hurt anybody um, that's uh, and then Chad Wingard Chad Wingard's good um, it just it's two minutes a game it's not for sustained periods he kicked a couple of nice goals but otherwise you know when the game gets and it's time to win it, uh, he tends to go missing. So, yes, he's good, but just, yeah, it's frustrating when you don't see the effort for four quarters. It's obviously hard to put a bad word to his name because of what he's done, but is, is Alistair Clarkson, in your eyes, is he still the man going forward for such a young side, or do you, do you really think that he, he probably needs some of that top-end talent, um, or do you, think he, do you think he can get by with what he's got at the moment? It's just going to be a bit of time. I think that, that we've got some decent talent in club. I, I think Clarko will will adapt, and which he has done this year. I think he's changed our style a little bit compared to past years. Um, but he just doesn't have mature 
midfield bodies um, to go in there, apart from the guys I've just mentioned. Um, I think going forward, you know, the, the draft we'll get this year, if we get, you know, a relatively high pick, which it looks like we'll get, and, you know, I think we might have to do some, some trading. Uh, I think Clarko can work it out. Um, the assistant coaches are pretty good. Uh, Sam Mitchell is a senior coach in waiting. Um, it, it, well, it, I think he's a man, still. Yeah, I, you couldn't be in a better better spot with Clarko there, and, and you said Sam Mitchell as well. You have got a good coach coaching group, and and you're a great club in general. Yeah. You always know how to turn it around quite quickly. So, um, but what what are yeah. the positives to take out so far this season? I know um, Kaczynski's been a, been a gun up forward, and um, you've got a couple of other young players that are doing really well. So, what are the the positives to take out so far from a pretty um, I mean, yeah, average start you'd say. Well, I think our young key forwards, you know, they they are still hot and cold, but they're getting a good goal. Mitch Lewis, he does take the odd grab. Um, he's great. He has his own. He gets up the ground when he needs to. Um, and he can get the odd goal. Uh, he just needs more game time. Um, and I think CJ, I, I won't pronounce his name. <laughs> but I, don't, I know it's Jeff. And I think it's Chang Yuk Jeff. Um, he's, he's, Exceptional, you know, his gut running, his hard running, his physicality. Um, he, he's not afraid to make a mistake, trying to take the game on, which is what what we need. Really, we just need a few more of those guys to do that. Um, I think the way we where we are, if we had, you know, if we had Will Day back in the side, and um, we, we might look a little bit better with our ball use through the midfield. But I look. The, those those young guys are really giving it a crack, and that's great to see. It means we've got something going forward, at least. Absolutely. Um, and another one I've got for you as well is I think me myself being a, a Tigers supporter and you being a Hawks supporter, we have a little bit in common in the sense that you know recently we've seen uh, some great periods of success. The question I've got for you is, when you see you know times like now for Hawthorne where they're struggling a bit, they're towards the bottom of the ladder. Does the fact that you've seen that success quite recently does that still resonate with you, and it sort of takes it makes it a bit easier to take, or is it even harder to take now because you've seen that success and you know what it's like to be at the top? Uh, it, it has its challenges. Like I don't go to the football anymore thinking we're going to win every game. Like I, I used to go and think, "Yep, we're, this is a win," or "You know, this is going to be a tight one, but we should win it." Now I go thinking, "Oh, how close can we get?" You know, with if we if we get within you know three or four goals, it's you know I'm I'm pretty satisfied you know with the effort. Um, going back to those successful years, I, look, I've been around for a while as a Hawks supporter. I was I was there through the 80s, so you know eight grand finals in a row, which is just a ridiculous thing to have to you know go through. It's, you just went, oh, who are we playing in the grand final this year for most of my <laughs> primary school years? Wow. Um, so. You know, we go. It was one of those things, and then we had a bit of a dry, dry spell, and then we've come back. You know, the mid two thousands with that awesome squad. Um, I mean, I went to four grand finals, you know, expecting to win every one. You know, and it was we won three of them, but it was it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. But um, I'm sure Quinn, you'd know it's it's stressful because you don't know. You, you think you can win, but it's still a, like a stress situation. I'm actually happy at, at the age I'm at to, to be relaxed when it comes to finals. 
I don't have to worry about if I keep being there so I can sit back and have a have a have a pint or a schooner and uh, enjoy the enjoy the games. Um because it is stressful when you're at the top. But I would like to be able to go to the football again and go, Yep, we're gonna win this game. Oh, um, absolutely. It's it, it's a weird it's a weird feeling. It's that you know, it's what the game does here. It's up and down. Oh, the rides downs and yeah, and you'll get we'll get back up there. It's a matter of time. Oh, 100%, 100%. Like you said, you, you take the moments when they're there because you, you appreciate them and you hold on to them. But I think it's especially stressful at the moment, even for me as a Richmond supporter, that you just don't know when the decline's going to start. And, I mean, there's talks this year that it might be happening with all the injuries we've got and some performances and whatnot. But it's, you, you sort of always have that faith that, no, no, we'll be right, we'll be right, we'll still get there, we'll get there. And then it, it's just it's that unknown. You don't know when the drop-off's going to happen. And that's probably the scary part. Um, but like you said, I mean, you, you you were there through the 80s and you saw eight in a row. I mean, you wouldn't have known what losing was like for such a long time. Well, no, it was, even in those those years, mate, we were mid-year, we weren't in great positions, you know. We were, we were we had records, but we weren't dominant. But, you know, as, as the year ground down, the guys would come to, the good guys would come to the fore. And, you know, if you look at those Hawthorne teams in the 80s, there's a lot of guys on there that were very underrated or not rated that were part of five flags, you know. <laughs> that, that that doesn't happen um, anymore cause, because of the media spotlight. But as far as the Tigers go, mate, I wouldn't worry about them too much. I think they've had injuries to guys that matter uh, more so this year than in previous. And there's a couple of teams that are up and going, like Melbourne and the Doggies, that are just flying right now. So that I wouldn't worry about it too much, mate. All right, Benny. What do you uh, What do you reckon this week? Are you going to be relaxed this week, or are you going to be stressed? What's happening? You got the Blues, um, my team, well, so it's going to be an interesting weekend. I'm just going to wind up with Marcus. I think I think we're a chance to beat you. Oh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you guys are travelling very well either. But um, I think your talent level is a little bit deeper than ours, so that should come to the fore. Um, this, this time around, but I mean, we do tend to beat you in in Perth or in um, in Tassie, but we're not playing you there. We're playing you in, yeah. in Melbourne. So <laughs> I expect a four or five goal win for you guys. Yeah, well, I can't even remember the last time we beat you. To be honest, I just feel like we can never beat Hawthorne. Yeah, so yeah, well, one of those teams we can always beat. Uh, yeah, no matter how we're travelling. Yeah, um, I can relate. And we have to say, same as Collingwood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Richmond, Richmond have always been our baby side. Like everyone, we won premierships. I remember watching the Tigers first by six goals, and <laughs> we still won the premiership that year. So that that used to be the only thing I looked forward to back then was when you guys were winning flags, and we were we were pretty poor at the time. I used to look forward to playing Hawthorne every year because it seemed to be the, one of the only games we'd actually get a decent win. Yeah, you just had a, you just had a, had a number every time. <laughs> had some hard, had some hard games to do that watching Richmond beat us. So, I still don't know how it happened. Did you wonder? <laughs> <laughs> it just happens, mate. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's hope this week because if, if Hawthorne beat Carlton this weekend, oh boy, the storylines are going to be crazy. Oh. Um, I don't yeah. think don't think David Teague will survive if we lose to Hawthorne. That's for sure. You can't you can't rebuild again, mate. You've had three rebuilds. I know. I know. I know, but if we can't beat we can't beat you blokes, then what, what's going on? So I think we should. We oh. should. I think we should. But you know, there's always that doubt. Being a current supporter, you can never trust them. So, 
But uh, yeah, that's the way it is, mate. It is, that is. And just hearing you blokes talk about your success just makes me very jealous and um, made me want to tune out. So Oh, we could go all day. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually nice having someone that's not a Richmond supporter but does understand the success. It's actually nice having a chat with someone that's, uh, that can relate. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a tough gig, Marcus. So it's a tough thing on top of that. You don't want you don't want it, Marcus. It. <laughs> it's it's funny as well, you know. I mean, we we touched on the um the 1980 premierships and all that as well. And you obviously you know you won a fair few there and you played in a bunch of them. And uh, it was oh, mid last year. Now we had Gary Buccanaro and he came on and had a chat about it as well. And just hearing someone that was actually a part of it talk about it. I mean, you, you you think you're jealous of hearing it from another supporter base, but just hearing a player that was actually a part of it, and it's just like, geez, how good would it have been or be, been there? Yeah, and Bucky was amazing. He was another one of those underrated bucks I was telling you about. Like, he always played well when it was final. He was always there about. Well, he, he kicked so, that famous goal as well that put you into a grand final. Yeah, I, I agree with him. He would have kicked it no matter, even with, without the 15 minute penalty. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been nearly 70 metres out. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that far. You see how far it went through? Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. He, you know what? He probably would have kicked it. He probably would have kicked it as well. We'll never know. We'll, well never he, know. He was, he was confident when he was up and going. He was very confident. He could fly for, fly for hangers and kick some pretty awesome goals. So. He was a superstar yeah, guy, um, Bacanara. Yeah. He was a great player. Uh, underrated, a very underrated player, in my opinion. All right, well, uh, let's get into the new segment that we've been running for our guests lately. It's called the Pressure Cooker, where we're going to ask a few questions. So um, we'll, uh, we'll play, the, play the little grab and we'll get into it. Okay, cool. Great sound effects. All righty, I'll kick us off. If you had to delist one player on your team, who would it be? Tim O'Brien. All right, and on the other token, if you could add one player from any any other list, who would it be? Oh, it has to be Dusty. Yeah, it's yeah. an easy one. Yeah, that? that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty fair enough. <laughs> uh, which team do you love beating the most? Uh, well, Geelong, uh, but I also take the Bombers. Yeah, I think we, can, Marcus yeah, and I, can both that. relate with the Bombers one. <laughs> yeah, both relate to that one. Uh, the line in the sand, especially. Ooh. Um, all right, and then the the final one, the final one, it's the most controversial question on the list. Who's your favourite Pressure Point co-host? Uh, I know Marcus fairly well, so I have to say him. Yes. Oh, uh, the scores are tied. We, 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 we haven't had a beer yet, mate. Until we have a beer and have a, a laugh, then we'll, I'll give you a clamp. Yeah. Oh, you have to join us next time, Quinn. Absolutely. Yeah. No, nah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, the, the scores are tied now. Marcus no. and I are one all. Yeah. We've had a couple of draws and now are one all. So it's uh, wow. the, the game is on. I love it, Benny. Love nice. you, mate. So really appreciate that. And nice. appreciate you coming on as well. We um, I know you're a passionate Hawks fan, so couldn't think of a better person to get on to talk about the, the Hawthorne Footy Club and their struggles at the moment. Nah, it's all good, mate. I don't mind. I'd talk about it for winning as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, we'll think I'm about just, you when I'm you start gonna, winning. Mate, I'm just going to say one thing. I, I was... My grandmother, who got me onto Hawthorne, uh, recently passed away. Last last conversation I had with her, we were talking football, and I said, "Oh, so hey, enjoying the football?" And she said, "Oh, who's that guy that plays for Richmond? Is it is it Dusty?" I'm like, "Yeah, Dusty's your oh, Dusty. He's my favourite." I'm like, "He's your favourite player now?" I'm like, "Yes, he's my favourite." <laughs> like, so, so 
Dusty crosses all teams and yeah. all uh, age groups, mate. Absolutely. He's an absolutely incredible player. He is. He, uh, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I'm lost for words when I'm talking about <laughs> Dustin Martin. i got to keep myself uh, controlled. <laughs> well, it was like it was like us like, when I used to watch Buddy play for us. That was our, you know. Yeah, very similar. He was our, he yeah. was our guy, you know. Buddy was so unbelievable. And both, both in the conversation with some of the best players of all time as well. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Benny. We'll, um, we'll talk soon. And, yeah, thanks again for coming on. No worries, guys. Anytime. Thanks, thanks Benny. Speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, guys. What a man. That was great. What right. a man. It's it's, yeah. it's nice talking success. <laughs> I literally had to just, I just tuned out while you guys were talking like that. And I was like, this. I don't know what that feels like. I knew some of those questions might go a little bit over your head, but <laughs> I, I, the the one I needed to know was yeah, do you, when you start to go downhill, is it do you take it better because you know oh, we've seen it, we've seen where we want to be, or is it harder now because you've had the taste and you don't want to let it go? I was you asking I me, to know. or is this just no, no? You, I was just saying, talking to yourself because I wouldn't know. I was saying that's why I asked him because I <laughs> yeah. just I needed to know those answers. They're yeah. the ones on the on my mind the most at the moment, especially with all the talks around the Tigers going down at the moment. So. Yeah, well, there you go. I love it. Yeah, great. Obviously, experience. He went went through the eighties as well, so um, he's seen a lot, a lot more than you have, and more than a lot of us have. I think more than anybody ever will. I don't think a team will make eight grand finals in a row ever again, and then make what four in a row. Four um, in a row, and then it was the one in oh eight though. Yeah, and that as well. Oh eight, they had a couple of years break, so we'll take it easy for a couple of years, and we'll come back strong in twenty twelve. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're everyone. If you're sick of Richmond supporters, just remember what Hawthorne supporters were yeah. like when they were when you know in eight in a row. Exactly Not that right. I was there for that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from the Hawkers, um, and we'll go on to a team that's in pretty hot form, and that's the Brisbane Lions, who. Did an absolute number on the Gold Coast and the Q Clash, didn't they? Ooh, mate, the, the biggest clash of the year, the Q Clash. Everyone yeah. looks forward to it. Um, they, they demolished them, 73 yeah. points, I think it was in the end. Well, it got to 100, nearly 100 points at one stage as well. So. Gold Coast clawed it back a little bit. Yeah. Like look a, a bit few, more respectable. junk time goals in the last quarter. But, um, yeah, it was like 80 points or close to 100 at one stage. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah, jeez, nuts, nuts. What, what are your thoughts on the Suns? Where, where, where are they going? I now? don't know. We, we had so much high hopes yeah. for them early in the year and even late last year we thought, you know, these guys will be all right next year and they just really haven't given us much. I don't know. I feel like if, they were, if it was a Victorian team doing this, they'd be in a lot more, uh, they'd have, have a lot more attention on them. But oh, absolutely. Well, I, mean, I've, I mean, you might not like this, but I'd put them in, in a similar boat to Carlton in the sense that both were expected to make big jumps this year. Yeah. Um, and Carlton at the moment haven't, and the Suns haven't, but because Carlton's Victorian, you guys have copped all the media flight yeah. from it. Oh, it's because of the fans and everything like that. They just don't have a lot of spotlight on the Gold Coast Suns. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing because, I mean, does Stewie Jew need to start coming under some, some sort of heat? Because he's been there a few years now. And, I mean, they've improved. They've definitely improved since he got there, but... They have, they've just sort of plateaued over the last couple of years. I guess it just depends what the club's goals are from the inside. I mean, obviously everyone's goals are to play finals and this and that, but it depends what, I guess, how rapidly they yeah. expected to improve. Yeah, Maybe he's still within that timeline that they gave him and they're like, no, no, we'll give him more time, more time. I like Stewie G. From what yeah, I've I love seen, yeah. from the AFL doco that yeah. came out on Amazon, he looks like the, yeah. uh, the, good, the right guy. I was about to say the good guy. He looks like the right guy for the job. It, whether he is or not, I'm, I'm not sure. Is it the talent, the coaching staff? Hard to say. Um, I mean, a, a win like this is probably an outlier. They're not getting done like this every week, so yeah. that's not the biggest issue. Biggest issue is they just haven't really played as yeah. well as they would have liked to so far this year. Yeah. I'm not writing them off in the sense that I think they're going to be garbage again for the next 10 years, 
I'm just not. I just really have no idea where yeah. I see them. They are still pretty young. They are still pretty young, but yeah, they they you got to make that. Like, I don't think they're going to. Like, they won't push for finals, and that's probably what everyone thought. They would push for finals, and we finish like around ninth, tenth. But can't see that happening. No, so, which no, is, they won't. Which is a failed season. Yeah, so. they won't push for finals this year. No. Yeah. no. Well, a team that is. These segways are back. Uh, the dogs, they're legit, aren't they? Doggies, doggies, doggies. Bark, bark, bark. Doggies, bark. Doggies, bark. Doggies, doggies, doggies. Bark, bark, bark. Well, Bev certainly thinks yeah. so, that's for sure. Thanks for that, Bev. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, yeah, they are, they, are, they are flying. Mate, yeah. to go over to um, Port Adelaide and beat them by 19 points is a very, very impressive win. Because Port were the, Port were the clear favourites of this yeah. game. They always are when you play them over there. And to go over there and have that big win, that's a big scalp for the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, there's ever been a bit of chat about Port being, like they, they just beat up on the smaller teams or the, the bottom 10 teams um, when they can't do it against the, the top dogs. Well, who pardon, knows? Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> that was clever. I like that. It was that. clever, that was clever. But I didn't mean it and I won't take credit for it. Um, yeah, so there's a bit of that about them at the moment, but... Still a great win, nonetheless, for the doggies. Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll, you can't take that away from the dogs of how good that win was. But I guess we said about Port, we've been saying it all year, that they can't. They, they're flat-track bullies. They just beat up on teams mm. at home. Now they've lost at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, they're still a great side. They're still going to play finals. Yeah. Even when it comes to the right time of the year, they'll push deep. I'm not doubting them. I still think they're a fantastic side. But this is probably a little bit concerning. It's a fortress over there for them. They expect to win every game over there. And I, th- I, I think... In ter- I think they're a more well-rounded team than the Dogs are, mm. in, my, in my opinion. I think the Dogs are a very strong midfield. Yep. But I think Port's forward line, back line outweighs the Dogs. Yeah. So I would have expected them to win, and especially with the homegrown, not uh, the homegrown, the home, de- the home ground advantage. Yeah. Um, it was a surprising result for me, but the yep. Dogs have just proved that they're the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. They um, yeah, well, they're going to be right up there as well. That that could easily that could easily be the grand final this year, Port Adelaide Bulldogs. So, um, they're they're both going to be right up there and. Um, it was just weird. That I, I think we spoke about this last week, how the fixture got chosen only a few weeks ago and they decided to put this game on a Saturday night and then the Saints-Jolong game on the Friday night. That could have been, that should have been the Friday night game. You'd think so. You would that think so. That was the so. best game I, of the I, round. I'm yeah. not sure how St Kilda secured more Friday night games after the start yeah. of the year they've had. I mean, the game ended up being quite interesting considering St Kilda had 17 points yeah. and probably should have beaten Geelong, but that's beside the point. Yeah. When the fixtures come out... The whole idea about it was, one, because of COVID, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And two, it allows you to make more exciting games yeah. because you don't know what's going to happen. And Correct. Yeah, that, that, that was a miss by the AFL, yep. not having Port Adelaide um, doggies on the Friday night. Yep. Uh, all right, Melbourne Footy Club, 9-0. and zero. Jeez. What a start they've had. The Ds are absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, they they're destined for September uh, and to go deep in it and if not win it. Well, I mean, when history, you start nine and zero, history yeah. says. I mean, I think. I mean, mind you, the last time they did it was what in the fifties. But yeah. I think Melbourne have won nine in a row three times in a history or something like that. Yeah. And every time they've done it, they've won the flag. So yeah. Melbourne supporters would be pretty excited by that news. Yeah. And well, to get their ninth win in a row, they had to beat your mob. What were your thoughts? I know you were very passionate on the day. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you calmed down at all, have you or have you got a bit of fire for the for the listeners? Uh I don't know. It's, it's a real hard one. Um, like we started off well, but means nothing because we've started off well in so many games this season and then just blown it. Um, and it just seemed it just it was just a flattening performance all around. It was a, it was a pretty pretty 
shit game, to be honest. It was pretty somber, pretty flat. Nothing exciting was happening. Um, and, yeah, I think as soon as the rain came in, we just um, just went weak and into our shelves and were a bit, bit too scared of the footy. Um, and the, the Melbourne big-bodied Melbourne midfielders just um, bullied us around there. So, um, which is a shame, which is a shame. But um, and now we're three and six and play Hawthorne this week, as we spoke about before. And like the season's getting away from us. Um, I can't see us playing finals from here. Uh, we've missed our chance now to win a handful of games that we should have won. Been in winning positions in a lot of them. Um, we weren't in a winning position against Melbourne, but we could have played a lot better. Um, yeah, it was pretty poor after half time. Um, and but it does show that Melbourne are the best team. Um, but still, it was just the way we played. It just wasn't great. And I'm not one for player bashing, and I know none of us are here. We don't like to pick on certain players, but one that's been getting thrown around a bit, um, name wise, is Zach Williams. Is the, the you know the one of the prize recruits? Him and obviously um, Adam Saad. What what are your thoughts on Williams? Obviously, he wasn't great on the weekend. What do you do? You think he's just finding his groove? I mean, I know he's not a young player. He should have his groove already. But what do you think it is with Williams? You should have your groove when you're getting paid all that money and coming on a six year contract. Um, but we we got him to play him in the midfield. He's like, I want to be a midfielder, and we wanted him to be a midfielder. Now we've have we given up on that already. Well, I mean, I wasn't. He played I don't a half back yesterday, or in the back pocket, he was taking the kick ins. I was about to say, I know, yeah, he played in the back line um, yesterday. Mm. And wasn't it last week? I think they had him in the midfield, back line, and forward line. They had him everywhere. So So I think it's just a bit of an unknown with Zach Williams, where he's going to be playing. And I just don't think he's up to it to play in midfield. I don't think he's fit enough. His body's not right. Um, Yeah, I just don't think he's, he's, yeah, he just can't handle the midfield minutes. Well, knowing what you know now, where would you want to consistently see him play? Well, he didn't light it up in the back line either yesterday. So was that because the back line was getting hammered a bit? I mean, on a t- look on a losing day, it sometimes is tough for backmen to oh. shine. Or do you, did he just not take opportunities? Sam Doherty was our best player, and he played at half back and was brilliant. Okay, so, so there's, there's something going on there. Yeah, I just I just don't I think his body's cooked. Something he's he's got an injury and um, he's just playing through it. Um, and I just don't think he's fit enough to play in the midfield at the moment. So simple as that. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. Do we need to be more patient with him? Maybe, but we didn't get him to be patient, did we? But do we, you, we got him for the now. But do you drop him? Is that what you're insinuating? I, mean, I, I would. I would. Teague. But I don't know if Teague... I don't think Teague has the ball. I don't think Teague's ruthless enough to do make these calls. I mean, he's played Casbold every single game this year, and what's he done? Yeah, the, a lot of people have been pretty upset about the Casbold getting a game every week. It's just it, it it baffles me. And that, this is why we're, we're three and six and in this position, just because we're carrying players like that. I mean, you can probably you can probably afford to carry Crips because we know what Crips is going to give every week. But when it's players like Casbolt, we've seen a sample size now. He's done absolutely nothing for nine rounds. Williams, the same. He's probably played half the games because he's been injured and they've actually taken him out of the team. But yeah, I, I mean that's an, that's another issue. But I, I don't I don't watch Carlton closely enough, so I'm going to ask this question with Casbolt because I know. At the moment, especially, but there's a lot of people that talk about, you know, as soon as a forward starts being in bad form, you know, this, that, this, that. Like, at the moment, my own man, Tommy Lynch, isn't in the best form. He's copping it a fair bit. Um, he's not the key forward you'd probably expect him to be. But I, I notice it with the way Richmond's set up and all the rest of it, he plays a different sort of role where he focuses more on bringing the ball to ground and doing other little things other than kicking goals. Is Casbolt doing these other things that maybe he's going unnoticed or is, do you think he's just giving literally nothing at this stage and probably needs to sit out? He's the backup ruckman. That's the only reason why he's there. Um, and he's injured. 
as well, which doesn't help. He's clumsy enough. So now he's got he's got a bung knee and he's still playing. So you, it's you've got Deconning on the sidelines. As soon as Deconning comes in, I don't think Caswell will play ever again. Isn't he fit, Deconning? He's fit now. They somehow they didn't play him yesterday. Our VFL team had the bye, which wasn't great timing. No, not ideal. But you'd want to give him at least if you're going to not play him in the AFL, you'd want to give him another game yeah, at least. So I think he has to come in next week. But yeah, once he comes in, I think well, you'd think Casbolt comes out, um, and then that could be him done. I think I don't think he'll play another game. Well, only time will tell, as we'll they see. say. We'll see. So I think that's the issue with Carlton. We're carrying too many injured and out-of-form players at the moment, and it shows It shows on um, on our win-loss and it shows on the ladder. Well, time will tell. We'll see how we go yeah. going forward. Lose to Hawthorne this week. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, me I'm too. Scared. I'm scared. There'll be an outrage. And speaking of outrages, I was quite outraged by this. Popped up in the news the other day. I know Colin would have copped it. They've been through the ringer, but Jordan Degoe... Sticking his fingers up Isaac Quainer's clacker on the weekend. And nothing happened. He got off. It was hardly spoken about in the media. It got brought up a couple of times maybe. And that was it. No questions of racism. No questions of how inappropriate it is. If this was Nick Flossen again, like happened last year with Marby Ochoa, I mean, the, 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 the internet broke. The, yeah. the football world was in an uproar and the Richmond Football Club was racist because they, they know that someone stuck a finger up Marby Old Charles' bum. <laughs> Not literally, for those that didn't get the reference. But yeah, I know. How, is, how is what Dugowie's done any different and how, what, why is the reaction so... I mean, look, I thought it was um, a blow-up last time. I didn't think... Yeah, yeah. I thought what's happened with Dugowie should have been what happened last time. But why, why is it different now? when Dugowie does it than what it was last last year when yeah. Richmond players did it. Yeah, I know. I, I was going to say, why are you being so passionate? But now I understand why you, you're kicking up a fuss about it. It's yeah, it's I don't the care double, that he's it's done it. the double standards of it, isn't it? Oh, exactly right. I mean, I know it's been... Because last time they brought it up, they got, oh, it's a racism thing. Yeah. Richmond didn't do it to any other players. Even though there was footage, mind you, of them doing it to other players, but they decided to not use that footage in the media. Now, Dugowie's done it to Quainer, and obviously they could pull the racism card here again. They've brought it up. It's been slightly mentioned, but nothing's really come from it. And I'm glad nothing has because, I, you know, it's just a couple of mates having fun. What It is what it is. If you don't like it, you can, you know, say something. But I think it, it's just a couple of mates having fun. And it's, but as yet, yeah, for me, it was upsetting because it's like, how come last year was such a big blow up and everyone was all yeah. in an uproar and now no one cares? Yeah, I know. I know. It's bizarre. I wish it wasn't an issue. I wish it never got brought up, any of this sort of stuff. It's, oh man, it's, it is a, it's a tough topic to talk about because there are some people that might get a bit funny with it. But personally, I don't, obviously I can speak on behalf of you as well. I don't have a problem with it at all. That's just footy. We both play footy. Well, I used to and you currently play and we that just happens. You know, it's it's just part of it. It doesn't, it's not there to harass anyone or anything. There's no, um, no, doesn't, come no from malice. A, doesn't come from a bad place or anything. Um, it's just, it's just the culture of being a part of a footy club and it's been like that for years. Yeah, look, so. which it can, it can be a good and a bad thing depending yeah. on how you look at it. I mean, some people are going to be uncomfortable by that sort of stuff and yeah. that's fine, but I'm, I think... But you can't just assume that they're uncomfortable with it. Can no, you? that's exactly right. If the player came out and said, yeah. I'm not, I've told them to stop and they keep doing it, different story, yeah. then berate them. But look, in my eyes, they're mates, they're together every day. I'm sure if this was happening and he didn't like it, especially in today's day and age where it's more acceptable and more... Um, encouraged than ever to speak up when you know when you're not comfortable with something. I'm sure it would be said, so I don't think it needs to be said. Mm. Although something I do think needs to be said now, Jordan Dago has been putting fingers up bums. Can we start calling him Jordan Depuy? <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get some sort of audience laughing at that one. I've loved it. <laughs> Jordan Depuy. Really loving that, aren't you? 
Yeah, you can run with it if you want. Jeez, uh, the laugh track's still going. That's a bit. <laughs> I got. I got to shorten that audio track. <laughs> Carried on, didn't it? Uh, a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Well, let's, moving on. Let's move on to the round ten games and get them previewed. Um, and it all starts Friday night. Richmond on Friday night again. It's Brisbane and Richmond at the Gabba. My this boys, is, we're back. This is going to be a huge, huge match. The uh, qualifying final rematch. It is. It is. Uh, I don't, disappointingly, I don't see Dusty kicking six and winning the game off his own boot again this time around. But um, big match, obviously. Richmond still. De- we still need these wins because we, yeah. we've lost too many and we need to get these wins while some of our players are injured because we can't wait for them all to come back. It'll probably be too little too late at that point. Um, in saying that, though, Brisbane are flying at the moment. We've got them at the Gabba. Everything's pointing towards a Brisbane win. All I can ask for is that our young guys that I think have been playing really well, like Riley, Riley Collier-Dawkins, Hugo Ralph-Smith came in on the weekend. I thought did a great job. Pat Nash played his first full game in a long time, and I thought he was fantastic as well. If these young guys keep playing some good footy. I'll be really impressed by that, but I don't see us getting over the line. Mm, yeah, especially in the form that Brisbane is in at the moment and at, at the Gabba, be a tough ask. But oh, big time! You, you, but these these are the sort of games Richmond love getting up for, though, isn't it? Well, we I mean, insane. We, yeah, we beat the. I know it was a different story, but we beat the Bulldogs the other week, and we really weren't expected to yeah. with some of the injuries we had, and they hadn't lost a game yet. So I mean, we're, we're every chance in the sense that it's a Richmond thing to do. But being real, being a realist, and you know, looking at it realistically, I don't see it happening. Yeah, especially with the players you got out. Um, yeah, it'd be tough. Man. They're too yeah. important. And it's hard to tip against Brisbane at the Gabba against anyone at the moment. Even so. full, even a full-strength Richmond, you'd, yeah. you'd question it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got Carlton Hawthorne, as we spoke about before. Um, yeah, huge game for the Carlton Footy Club. This is massive. I mean, they just simply can't lose this game. Um, just for the safety of the club, more importantly. <laughs> the I'd safety say. of Teague's job, according to yeah. you. Um, and yeah, and the sanity of all Carlton supporters. So yeah, they just can't lose this one. Um, and I think we leave it at there because that it's, it, that's all, it's as simple as that. You said to me before the podcast, we started recording, I dare them to lose. I dare them to lose. I absolutely dare them to lose. They lose this game. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they do. I need to. I, want I, dare to, I want to see your reaction. I do, and I don't want to see your reaction. I'm partly scared, partly excited to see what happens if they did lose. But I don't think they will. I think Carlton will win this one. Yeah, you do tend to get over the line against these um, bottom lot, clubs. the bottom clubs, which you're expected to. So I mean, you can yeah. only win what's put in. We'll do what you know. Win yeah, exactly. What's put in front of you, and I think you will. So yeah, we should. Um, Geelong and Gold Coast at GMHBA. Geelong pretty easily there. Yeah. They're in there and starting to hit some form as well. Pretty hard to mount a case there um, yep. up at GMHBA, the Alphabet Stadium, which yep. funny enough, I'll actually be visiting on a Thursday night for the VFL clash between Coburg and Geelong Footy Club. That's right. And it's also the Foxtel game as well. It is. So it's the first Co- first Coburg game that's ever been broadcasted to national TV. So that'll be exciting. That's, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, so that's very exciting. So um, I've never been to GMHBA before, so I'm pretty excited to go down and check it out. Yeah. And, uh, maybe dig a few divots in the ground. Hopefully Selwood <laughs> trips over a couple of them on the game, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, we've got Adelaide and Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval after that game. Jeez, you'd love to see the Crumple one out yeah, here, wouldn't you? Geez, they're all getting excited, uh, the D's fans, about being 10-0. Imagine they lose oh, to Adelaide and they just ruin it. That'd be fantastic. Well, you know it. what? In saying that, they played North and North gave Melbourne a good run. Yeah. So it's just any man on their day. Any man exactly on their day. Right. You Look, on paper, Melbourne wins this game. I'm going to go for an outlier and tip the Crom. You're not, are you? Yep, I'm tipping the Crom. <laughs> I'm tipping the Crom. 
I'm, oh, I'm tipping the crumb too. Go crumb. You shove your cheese boards up your ass, you Melbourne supporters as well. <laughs> you can book those trips back to this honestly, Mount Otham. Honestly, their supporter base. That the game the other, yesterday. Here we go. Yeah, go on. Just sitting around with their hot teas and... Are they, are they going to support your team? Are you just going to go there and just clap every now and then and drink your tea and sit there in your bloody um, expensive jackets and fiddle around with your Range Rover keys? You know? <laughs> How many players were fiddling with their Range Rover keys? No, not the players, not the supporters. Players. I meant supporters. I meant supporters. Uh, yeah, all of them. <laughs> no, nah, they're just they're just a boring bunch of supporters, to be Maybe honest. Maybe they were just so comfortable knowing the fact they were going to win, they didn't have any issue. Maybe they, w- they didn't need to be excited. They knew what was going to happen. Maybe, but it was. Oh, yeah, it didn't feel like a football game amongst those supporters. They were very boring. But it's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> Saturday night, we got the Bulldogs and the Saints at Marvel. Ooh, I mean, you you, you get to go the dogs, don't Two. you? Marvel Stadium tenants. Yeah, you get to go yeah. to the dogs here. They're yeah. flying after the win against Port. You, yeah. don't, you don't see them losing to the Saints. Yeah, doggies for me. Uh, Frio and Sydney at Optus. It'll be a good game, this one. Will be a good game. Even though Frio, just, Frio's form's just way too up and down, but at home they're hard to beat. They are hard to beat at home, but I think they're too inconsistent and the Swans have started to pick up some form again and I reckon they'll get the job done. They had yep. a nice win over Collingwood on the weekend and I think they'll continue that and fly over to WA and get the job done. Yeah, Swans for me as well. Go Swan. Uh, Sunday we've got... GWS up against West Coast at Giants Stadium. Be a good game as well. This will be a very good game because GWS play all right at home. West yep. Coast don't travel well. Yep. So, like I said, another one on paper, West Coast wins, but you think yep. about it properly. I'm going to give – I think the Giants probably have a couple too many injuries out against West Coast. Yeah, I'm gonna Toby go, Green's out, isn't he? Or he probably will be. Uh, yeah, potentially, yeah. yeah. So, not 100% of the time of recording. But, um, yep. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go West Coast, but I think it'll be a tight game, especially away from WA. Yeah, I think – I'm going to go Giants. They're in, they're in really good form, so I think they'll knock them off. Uh, Collingwood Port Adelaide at the MCG. A prison bar clash. Yes. I love <laughs> how that's come around so soon. This has gone under the radar a yeah. little bit. This will be, I actually wouldn't mind trying to go to this oh, game if I get a chance. I hope Eddie it and Koshy cross paths. Oh, I would love that. I would <laughs> love that. It's going to be a heated contest out there, yeah. no doubt. Um, I mean, I'm going to go Port Adelaide. I can't yeah. see Collingwood getting a win here there. Yeah. They've been pretty poor all year. Um, yeah, I think Port will bounce back after their loss last week as well. Oh, big time. They'll, they'll have to as well, show yeah. face a little bit, and especially with everything that's been going on with the Pies, they'll be pretty heated and ready to come out for a big clash. So, yeah, no, Port for me. Yep. And then the final game of the round, we've got Essendon and North Melbourne at Marvel. North. North? <laughs> nah. Yeah, Essendon have been in good form. Nah, Essendon have been in yeah. good form. We don't like to admit it here, but uh, Essendon have been in good form. I don't see them losing to North Melbourne, although maybe a bit of confidence can boost North, who knows? But I'm, go- knows? I'm going I'm going, Essendon. Going Essendon, but um, supporting North. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a fair statement. Fair statement. <laughs> all right, well, that is all. That is round 10. Uh, so yeah, big games. Big games to look forward to this week, which is going to be another exciting round and can't wait for the fallout Next podcast, there's going to be plenty of stories after that. Um, can we thank our sponsors? We can, we can. So we'll start off as per usual with uh, Millie and Ma. So I want to thank them. Uh, beautifully handmade Australian curated gift boxes. So How did we go? We, we, yeah, we mentioned the Mother's Day draw. Yeah, that, we that, did. That all went well. We yeah. mentioned the Mother's Day draw. We had our winner, Jamie Kelly. So yeah. I appreciate everyone uh, joining in there and trying to get your hands on a box. But obviously jump on the website. You can still get plenty of beautiful boxes made when, no matter the occasion. So jump on board there if you can. And who's our other sponsor, Marcus? And then we've got Retro Jet Print. <laughs> Retro Jet Prince. 
Go ends. Woo! And uh, speaking what? of, we got some. Uh, we got some prints are going to be coming out online. Some examples of some of the work that ends does. He's yep. made some stuff up for us at the Pressure Point Podcast. We've got some lovely works coming out soon. So stay tuned to our social media accounts to see those. And don't say that name quick because you'll butcher it like I just did then. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you take your time. Retro Jet Prints. Retro Jet Prints. Go ends. Woo!